just for the next few minutes here is just um, have a little bit of a, a little bit of a family meeting here, just a little bit of a chat about kind of where we're at, what's going on, and um, some ideas that uh, that we've been processing here as the leadership of the church um, regarding where we're going in the next little while and how we we can respond to the things that we're hearing from Christ in the Sermon on the Mount recently. So we've been working our way over the last few weeks through Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24, and we're listening to what Jesus said. And he's told us that we are not to lay up our treasures here on earth. He warns us about that. He simply says, they're not going to last. He says, instead, and this is a command, he says, lay up your treasure in heaven, in eternal things. And we want to obey that command. We want to follow what it is Jesus is talking about. And then we heard Jesus last week say that we cannot serve God and money. It's one or the other. And so we're faced with a couple of challenges here that uh, that I think we can address as a church. And first of all, the challenge is simply how. Uh, this is a whole lot easier said than done, isn't it? And the fact is we're to lay up treasures in a place that we can't see, that we've never been to. We're to trust that there is a place where we can lay up eternal treasures, but how we do that on a day-to-day basis is a challenge. It's not an easy thing for us to, to, to visualize and then do. Secondly, we're faced with this struggle that we have, um, and this is kind of a tendency. I think I've, I've examined this in my own life. I've heard it from a lot of you. I think this is a real challenge for us. We're faced with the reality of living in an earthly environment right now and dealing with earthly treasures, and we have a tendency to say, or or to see it this way, that once we've settled all of our earthly issues, once we've got our earthly treasure in line, taken care of, secured, once we've made our earthly plans, then if we have time and capacity, then we'll invest in eternal things. It's a challenge that we have. I see this play out over and over again, and, and we have an opportunity here, I think, to rise to that challenge and to address as individuals and a church, number one, how we can do what Jesus is asking us to do, and number two, um, how is it that we, uh, that we make this first? How is it that we make God first? How is it that we give our loyalty to Him? And there's a challenge again. How do we commit ourselves completely devoted to someone that we can't see? And I think that there's a role for us as a church in this, and I want to talk about that right now. Um, one of the areas in which we can do this, we can challenge this, we can step up to obey what Jesus is saying, is regarding families. And we just did a, a child dedication here. And this is one way that you know, we look at this idea of storing up treasure in heaven. We commit our children to God and to the work of His kingdom, to His will to his perfect plan. Um, we want to talk about what it means to have a vision for not just our children, but for ourselves as individuals, for our families, for our marriages, and also for our children. What does that look like? How do we develop that? Um, most of you know that our three kids are all adopted, and one of the privileges we had in the adoption process, which can be really tough, but one of the privileges that we had was going through a whole series of parenting classes before we were considered eligible to adopt. 
Now, that was a tough experience, and it made us work through a lot of stuff before we started parenting. But I'm so, so glad that we did. I'm very glad that we did. In fact, I wish that everybody was required to take parenting classes before they're allowed to have kids. It would solve an awful lot of what we're facing here today. But one of the things that that did is it gave us an opportunity to develop a vision for our family, to develop a vision for our marriage, to develop a vision for our children. And what we want to do is we want to look at doing that in the church here. How can we as a church come alongside you as families and develop that, help you develop that vision and then equip you to see that vision fulfilled in the life of you and your marriage and your
your parents, and we want to gather you guys together at 9 o'clock. We will have parenting and marriage classes for you for those this age. Now, we're going to do them in a variety of ways. Um, it won't just be playing a video. It won't just be me lecturing. There will be a, a variety of different media that we use um, to create these, including discussion time, including a chance to have a panel of other chapters or people that have already walked this road that will be there to share with you some of the lessons they've learned along the way. And so, parents, I, I want you to be here for those six weeks after Easter because we're going to live in Easter. Be here. There's going to be some very relevant, powerful stuff that we will work through with you guys. So because we're doing that, your children are going to have a place to come as well. And what we're going to do during that time is we're going to take what we normally do at 10 o'clock during this time on a Sunday morning. We're going to move that to 9 o'clock so that we can have all our age-specific, age-focused groups um, happening during that time when you're here at 9 o'clock. And then at 10 o'clock, we'll switch to the more of a format that we use now at 9 o'clock, which will be a larger group, but also provides our teachers chance during that time to really go deeper with your kids who are typically here uh, at 10 o'clock. And so kids have a full big time for both at 9 o'clock and at 10 o'clock, and that will help take them forward. Adults, we're not, uh, we're not ruling out any of you. We'll continue with our adult class at 9 o'clock, um, and we're talking right now about what we're doing with that. Uh, we'd love to take the opportunity to really go deeper into some of what Jesus taught facilitating that class. Um, youth, the youth are going to be here at 9 o'clock every Sunday. That will continue. Um, so we've got something for everyone during that time at 9 o'clock. And then we also want to encourage you families, especially those who have third graders and older, to have your kids with you here in the service at 9 o'clock. We will be very much aware of that. And it's not going to be a time where they're just going to be watching and freak out by what happens to them. We want to experience that for both. And not just wait until they get to middle school where they're going to sit with your thing and you're going to sit over somewhere else, but to do this together as a family, to come together as a family for the 10 o'clock service. So um, that's what I want to propose. That's what I want to challenge you with, is this idea of switching things up. Um, what are we looking at? We're looking at an opportunity to partner together, family and church, to build a foundation, to build a bigger for your family, for your marriage, for your kids, to really other things that we'll see accomplished, but we want to address that question of how do we then play out what it says every Sunday at 9 o'clock, and we'll take that time to really, really focus on that and maximize our time on Sunday morning. So, broken down to the bare essentials, what are we talking about here with my prophetic sermon? Six hours of teaching. That's it. Six weeks of coming in at 9 o'clock, at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, is going to be our invitation to you. that you have bestowed on us, for the ways that you've provided for us, 